Hello, and welcome to a new episode of From the Honeycomb, a podcast that creates a spark of positive energy. Here we discuss all things architecture and design, to travel, exploring Vastu Shastra with a modern approach, and I connect with other like-minded women to share their story. I am your host, Katerina Burinova, and welcome to From the Honeycomb. You've heard me talk about Vastu Shastra in previous episodes, even in the intro every week but I've never really done a proper episode where I share with you what Vastu Shastra is, how I found it, how I incorporate Vastu Shastra principles into my home and daily practice. So I thought, what better time to do a new episode of what Vastu Shastra is than now. But of course, before we dive into the world of Vastu Shastra, we like to take a moment at the beginning of every episode to share something that we are grateful for in this present moment, whatever that may be. And I was really thinking about it the last kind of few days of, you know, what I've been grateful for. And of course, we had the reflections at the beginning of, you know, end of 2022, beginning of 2023, and it gave me a lot of time to reflect. And I'm still going into it in this month thinking about I'm really grateful for how far I've come and what I've been able to to achieve and especially not giving up and for showing up. And I just want to take a moment to say out loud too is how proud I am of myself for overcoming challenges throughout my, you know, throughout the whole, like I'm talking everything that has made me the person I am today. I'm just taking a moment to really be grateful for for that, for my past self, whether it was elementary school, middle school, any, any time, any chapter of my life. I'm really grateful for not giving up and for pushing forward and for following my dreams. I think we don't do that very often, you know, where we don't stop and think about, you know, we thank people or we, you know, we encourage our friends. We think people, you know, we thank our support network, of course, and we encourage friends and family and and we do a lot of of saying we're proud of someone else, proud of our, you know, our children, our friends, our spouses, our partners, our, you know, our parents, just there's so many people that we say that we are proud of them, but it's oftentimes we don't really say that we're proud of ourselves. And so I also want you to take this moment too, is to say in your head or out loud that you are proud of yourself, because I think we don't give ourselves enough credit. And I always think back to this one video I've seen of Snoop Dogg accepting, I think it was his Hollywood star, his like the Walk of Fame star. And he gives his acceptance speech and he thanks, of course, everybody that's helped him. And then he says, but lastly, I'd like to thank myself because I like to thank myself for showing up, for not giving up, for pushing forward. And that is just... I just, I love watching his speech because it's so true. We do forget to sometimes thank ourselves for getting us where we are today. And I think, you know, we should all be really proud of ourselves and how far we've come and whatever the future may let, you know, may bring, we've made it to today. And, and that's really, it's really special. Okay. Well, that was a a little deeper than I planned on going, but I just wanted to say, and also I wanted to say, I am proud of you as well wherever you are today listening to this episode, know that I am proud of you too. Oh my goodness, I'm so emotional. I almost cried on that one. Let's start at the beginning. What is Vastu Shastra? 
Vastu Shastra is a Vedic science that originated thousands of years ago in India. Now, you may be familiar with other Vedic sciences such as Ayurveda, there's also the Vedic astrology, yoga, but Vastu is the science of structures, and it's based on the five elements, the planets, the deities, and it incorporates mathematics. Now, Vastu is also the science of directions for construction, and through applying these certain principles, you will know how to construct on your property. And now this could be whether it's a new or existing building, and it applies to both residential or commercial. And you may have heard of feng shui, but feng shui and vastu are very different. Not only where they originated from, as many of you know, feng shui is from China and vastu is from India. But vastu is also older, and it goes more into the mathematical approaches in construction. Now, where the mathematics come into play when designing with Vastu is by the use of sacred geometry and certain patterns and the use of arithmetic. Now, I won't be covering that in today's episode, but I just wanted you to know kind of how math has to do with Vastu. We're not, this isn't a math lesson, so don't worry. Now, the different principles of Vastu help balance the energy within a building by balancing the elements. We have the five elements, fire, earth, water, air, and ether. And every element has a designated direction or space. So we have the four main directions, north, south, east, west. But in Vastu, there are also four additional, northeast, southeast, southwest, and northwest. So we have a total of eight directions. Now imagine your home, your office, or your space in these directions, but as quadrants, four spaces. And these quadrants are created by having two lines, a line from north to south, and a line from east to west, which create the axis of the house, and everything is then an expansion of the center square. But you have the four spaces, northeast, southeast, southwest, northwest. Now each quadrant is governed by an element. You have the northeast quadrant, which is governed by the water element, the southeast quadrant, which is governed by the fire element, the southwest quadrant, which is governed by the earth element, and the northwest quadrant, which is governed by the air element. In the center, we have the ether. And each of these areas have an influence on our lives. The northeast is finances, southeast is our health, southwest is our career, northwest is our relationships and our friendships. And so those are kind of cover the four main areas of our lives. Now, a little disturbance will have a lot of influence on our life. So we want to keep these areas balanced. But what does that mean, keep an area of the home balanced, the energy balanced in the space? So for example, you have the northeast quadrant of the home. As I mentioned, it's governed by the water element. This area of the home influences the wealth, finances, the abundance in your life. Now let's say you build a fireplace in this area of the home. A fireplace is a fire element. So you're creating an imbalance in this space by mixing fire and water. So your finances would be affected and you could have financial issues. And these imbalances that you can create within your home can cause blockages also in your lives. So really, you can look at a floor plan of your home, and the home can be a reflection of your life and what is happening in your life. So many of us may not have the luxury of designing a home on an empty lot, and we may have to adapt to the space we are in. So we can't just start moving walls. Like, the apartment I live in is rented, so I like to balance the space, my space by using colors, which I have an episode on, or certain items like furniture, decorations, because it's not really possible for me to start knocking down walls and moving rooms around so I can follow the Vastu Shastra principle strictly. 
because that's just not possible. And also lots of disturbance within the home. So if you are doing a remodel, not only does remodel and construction have kind of a disturbance into your day-to-day life, you may not be able to occupy the room or you may not be able to apply, occupy the home while you're, you know, remodeling. It does also create a, you know, imbalance and kind of destruction energy in the home. So sometimes remodeling isn't always the best kind of cure to balance balance the home. And if you've listened to my episodes in the past, you know that I always like to say, do so with good intention. So if you find yourself having an imbalance in your home or your office space, and you want to apply a balance to the space, do so with good intention, because I believe that you are already inviting positive energy into the space by doing so with good intention. But Vastu Shastra doesn't change your destiny. So you can't just find an empty piece of land and design a home based on all of the principles and go, okay, no challenges, no troubles, no financial issues will ever touch me because I have designed a home with the perfect balance. It doesn't happen like that. What Vastu is, it's more of a support system. So it doesn't shield you from having never having hard times again, but it's a support system so that when you do have hard times, whether it's with your health, relationships, your finances, or there's legal issues, you've already established a support system that will help you ride out the wave of these challenging times. They won't completely shield you from them and they won't change your destiny but they will help you in supporting you going through whatever it is that you are going through. And Vastu doesn't belong to any religion. It really has to do with the physical earth we are part of, and that goes to show when we're talking about the elements. Because when you think about the five elements, we are made of the five elements. Water is our blood. Air is the breath we take. The fire is our digestion. Earth is our body our mass, and then ether is our mind and our subconsciousness. And when you think about it, buildings are also made of the five elements. Water is the plumbing system. Fire is the heating, the fireplace, the stove. Air is our air conditioning, our fans. The earth is the foundation and the soil that our building is built on. And so our home is also made of the elements. And We need to take care of balancing and, you know, nourishing our bodies, but that also goes to to nourishing and balancing our homes because our homes are, when you think about it, kind of a living, not really breathing, but living, not even organism, but our homes are, have an energetic flow to them and the energy flows and, and how we take care of our home really does have an effect on the energy just as how we take care of our bodies has an effect on ourselves and how we moved through our day-to-day lives. So earlier I also mentioned planets and deities. With each of the different directions, we also have a planet, a deity, just like a god that governs this area. But again, I won't go into too much detail about this today. If you're more interested on kind of some deities and planets, I have a few episodes where I really dive deep into that. Again, I'll provide links in the show notes for, I think, all the Vastu Shastra episodes I have, and if you want to further explore those, you can. This is Today's episode is kind of just that overview. And when designing with Vastu in mind, any design, whether it's a house, office, building, or even an object, should have three things. It should have utility, it should have aesthetic design, and it should thirdly bring pleasure to the person. 
Those are the three anchors of design that are fundamental aspect of Vastu, which makes sense whether you're designing a bowl or designing a home for someone. You want it to be able to be used. You want it to have be aesthetically pleasing to look nice. And of course, you want it to bring pleasure to the user. You want the person using the bowl to be able to enjoy eating out of that bowl because they're nourishing themselves out of that bowl. And it goes the same for when you are designing a home for a client. You want to have your client, of course, love the home that you built, love the space that they're in. You want them to feel at home. You know, you are creating a home for them. And so those are kind of the three three things you want to keep in mind. And they're, they're fundamental aspects of Vastu. And when you look at some of the modern architecture today, we can kind of see that disconnect. You know, majority of us spend time in artificial spaces, offices with fluorescent lighting, air conditioning, blasting 24-7. It's not very natural. It's not very Vastu. And we need to learn to understand the natural space and the environment to create a visual harmony with our designs, that aesthetic design. And dating back to the beginnings of Vastu Shastra into within the last 200 years, when architects would be designing, they would really observe a site. They could spend a day there, a week there, you know, maybe even if there was a town they were designing or or a space, they would even spend all four seasons there and really observe what it looks like. They would look at the breeze, they would look at the slope and the topography and the water and which way the water flows on the site. They would both look at the fauna and the flora and what sorts of trees and plants were on the site. Were there birds on the site? Would those birds disturb the occupants of the new building? Will the roots of the tree disturb the foundation? Because if that's the case, you got to move the house. Don't cut the roots. Don't touch that natural surrounding. So in Vastu, we really go back to those natural elements, to the earth. We disturb less of the natural area around the building. But when you look at a lot of the fast construction, you know, you're dealing with budgets, schedules, deadlines, you know, multiple parties are involved. Few architects really have the luxury to really study a site for a year, study the site, you know, and really get to know what happens in the site. Now, I'm not saying all architects today don't take the time to explore the site, study the natural environment, but when you look at a lot of the fast construction, you've got budgets, deadlines, lots of parties involved, very few architects really have the luxury to explore a site. And I see that a lot when I see a lot of the new construction happening, um, especially in Southern California, where they are just completely flattening hills for new construction. They're wiping out any existing flora on the site, and they're replacing with massive track housing. And this track housing, I like to call it cookie cutter housing because it's almost like a cookie cutter. You really take the same form and you just kind of turn it, but really it's all the houses are the same. And And these houses have really no connection to the natural surroundings. You know, many of them have dark roofs still built and, you know, the the dark roofs absorb the heat from the sun, causing the houses to be warm and people have to blast their AC and there's just this whole disconnect. It just seems like such a mess. So we're really missing that that connection with, with the elements, with the natural surroundings of the site that we're building on. And that's what Vastu is. It's it's bringing in the elements and something why I just, I love it. I, I find it so fascinating. 
And our home is alive with energy, as I said earlier, and, and the materials that our houses, our buildings are constructed with, when you think about the path a material takes, you know, it's embodied energy from sourcing the material to shipping it to the site to building with it. It's really a journey and the material goes through so many hands and that energy is captured in that material. It's that embodied energy of that material. And we've really distanced ourselves, I think, from thinking about the materials we use and the sourcing of the material. Of course, again, there are firms out there who do focus on sustainable design and who do take the time to find materials that are local, you know, that aren't fabricated halfway across the world and are made with toxins. But again, when you've got budgets, fast track construction, this material can, you know, the source of the material can be very easily overlooked. And that's something when you're designing with Vastu Shastra is keeping in mind where did the material come from? Who works with the material? You know, craftsmanship has changed. Um, you know, I, I see it even though working in high-end residential where we have, you know, we, we work with some amazing craftsmanship, it's kind of coming back to that fast track construction and the you know, getting it as cheap as possible. It's not really durable. It's it's the quantity over the quality. And in Vastu, we really look back at, at the quality of something, not at the quantity, because you want it to be durable. You want it to be made well. But that also goes to who is building, who is constructing. Is this, you know, back in the day, you know, when you had masons, they this was their profession. This was you know, apprenticeship, and this was what they did versus now where I feel like we don't have that level of craftsmanship and, and talent as much. And so that's kind of the more of a disconnect I see, I see now in, in the modern world. And so when I study and research for these Vastu Shastra episodes, especially one of the past episodes, I came across information that doesn't necessarily pertain to modern society and the culture we have today. So for example, there's the episode where I shared how Vastu Shastra principles help your career. And while researching, I read that, you know, it's best to have your female child's bedroom in the southern part of the home because this will foster a good relationship for marriage, like a good marital relationship for them, as well as their studies, but really prepare the, your female child for marriage. And when I first read that, I was like, okay, there's no way I can include this in, the, in my episode. Not only is it outdated, but it goes against what I believe. And it's wrong. Like that, no, I, d I don't want to share that. But what I realized is I had to share this information. I wanted to have this be part of the episode because I can't delete or remove Vastu principles only because they do not align with what I believe in or where we are as a society today although some parts of the world are still questionable. You know, when you think about it, Vastu Shastra originated thousands of years ago. And, you know, the Vedic science may not be evolving at the rate that we are as a society. And also, for me, living in a Western culture, but we do need to be respectful of the teachings and of the ways without dismissing them and not learning to appreciate what they meant for those applying them hundreds and thousands of years ago. So back to, you know, the your female child bedroom, you know, of course, it makes sense, you know, thousands of years ago. And that is why in my podcast intro, I mentioned learning about Vastu with a modern approach, because I do take my findings, the teachings I have, 
And I see how I can use them in my modern daily life to bring a positive flow of energy into my home. And one of the videos I was watching in preparation for this recording brought up a really great point that today when you have Vastu Shastra consultants, they'll tell you to avoid having a bathroom in the northeast quadrant of the home. And I know I said the northeast quadrant of the home is the water element, but having a toilet in the northeast quadrant of the home, the water in the toilet is impure. And so it can actually cause an imbalance on your finances. But in the video I was watching, the guest speaker made such a good point is if you look at the homes from even 150 years ago, maybe even 100 years ago, the bathroom was never inside the house. It was always outside. So there you can see how modernization has changed the approach we take when applying Vastu Shastra principles. We now design with with bathrooms inside the house. So there, there you see is you know, the modernization, the design of architecture and architectural design is just so vastly different. And I also notice how different a lot of the the teachings I read, having Vastu Shastra come from an Eastern culture and applying it to Western culture and Western architecture, it can just be so different. And so that's why I like to think of it as applying it with a modern approach. How did I find Vastu Shastra? I found Vastu Shastra in July of 2018. I was coming to an interesting part of my architecture career. I had just failed five architecture exams in a row. I was kind of struggling to find, you know, is is this the career path I want to pursue? I love architecture. I was doing really well at work. Um, and I stumbled upon Sahara Rose's Instagram while I was doing my yoga teacher training the year before, and I started following her, and she would share her Ayurvedic. She would teach about Ayurveda, and I really resonated with a lot of, of her teachings, and she you know, had yoga incorporated and spiritual practices, and I really, really liked following her. And so in July 2018, she was giving a talk in L.A., and coming off these exams, I was feeling really defeated and just not kind of sure what to do next. And so I drove up to LA by myself and went to this talk that she was giving where she was really talking about what she does now, which is she has a Dharma coaching institute now and what she teaches people how to be Dharma coaches. And what Dharma is, is it's your soul's purpose on, on earth and it's the reason you're here. And so now she, you know, does coaching for people to, you know, help other people figure out what it is, what their dharma is. And for me, I knew, you know, now I know my dharma is architecture to design homes. But at this talk she was giving, she was talking about kind of ways we can find the unique things that we are good at, that we can, you know, what that are our dharma, that are our soul's purpose in life. And so she told us to write down kind of what our interests are, what is something that really like lights us up. And for me, I wrote down, you know, architecture and yoga. I was, you know, yoga teacher certification behind me, you know, architecture degree behind me. There were two interests, things that, you know, I was reading about and, you know, my career in architecture and what I was doing every day for work. And she said, you know, that whatever you wrote down, that 
is something that you can do and that will really, you know, like set yourself, set you on fire and, and really like create that spark. And I remember looking at what I had written down, architecture and yoga. And I thought, how in the world am I going to combine the two? Like, am I just, and and that's my like dharma is, am I going to be designing yoga studios? Like, I don't, I don't want to just design yoga studios. I love designing homes and residences like that, that speaks to me. And so I really sat with it on the, you know, the drive home and just throughout the next few weeks, I really kept thinking about like architecture, yoga, how can I combine the two? And it was through some of her videos, you know, she was sharing about Ayurveda that she talked about that Sahara talked about Vastu Shastra. And I remember listening to it and, and she kind of, to one of her videos and she mentioned that and I'm like, what, what is Vastu Shastra? So of course, you know, right away, put into Google, what is Vastu Shastra? And as I started reading, I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. How have I never heard of this? You know, it, it's a, a Vedic science of construction, but it also incorporates the elements, the, you know, the planets, the deities, like all of these other interests I have that are around architecture and they're all kind of combined it into one. And from there, I just was so eager to learn. You know, I've taken courses, I've I've read books, I've been watching videos, and something that I found so interesting, and something you know, I in the back of my mind when I'm designing spaces or when I'm looking at you know homes on Zillow and Redfin and stuff, like I'm thinking about all these Vastu Shastra principles and looking at floor plans. I'm always kind of in the back of my mind thinking about these Vastu Shastra principles and how to apply them and the different quadrants and the elements and how to design spaces so they flow and they have this positive energy throughout the space. And that's kind of where, you know, my interest for Vastu Shastra started. And and when I starting to put together the podcast and thinking about what would I want to talk about on the podcast, I really wanted to share Vastu Shastra with a modern approach. Because as I've said throughout this episode, kind of the modernization of where we're moving, you know, forward in, in as a society and then also, you know, modern architecture and especially thinking about Western architecture. And sometimes when I study Vastu Shastra, thinking about, okay, well, this is an Eastern culture, Eastern science, how does it apply to, to my, you know, day-to-day life as a, you know, female millennial in the architecture world? And so that's kind of where my interest has come and, and why I want to share what Vastu Shastra is, because I think it's such an interesting, interesting Vedic science. And it's just been so fun to learn about and to apply and, and see, when I do take care of that Northeast quadrant on my home and, and, and I see my finances grow and there's just so many things that have happened. And if you just look through my episodes, any Vasu Shastra episode, I'll kind of dive in on what's going on in my life and, and, and how I've seen really, you know, the energy and the shift in the energy and change is just, it's just amazing. Like it just fascinates me so much. And it's really combined those two interests, the architecture and yoga for me, in a way that I, I didn't think possible. So, so yeah, so that's, it's kind of a little bit of a Vastu Shastra in a nutshell. (laughs) I know I didn't go super deep and there's so much more I can talk about, but I thought this would be kind of a good reintroduction into what Vastu Shastra is. So you could become familiar with it more because I, I have so many more fun episodes coming up that I'm putting together. And I, I realized I wanted a, you know, a base of, well, what is Vastu Shastra? So I don't have to introduce it at every episode, but I can always provide a link to this episode and you can come here and you can listen to what is Vastu Shastra. 
And of course, if you have any questions, anything, any topics you'd want me to dive into that I haven't already done so, or if there's something you want me to dive deeper into, I would love, love, love to hear from you. So you can follow me on Instagram at From the Honeycomb Podcast. There's also a link to my email in the show notes. Reach out to me with any questions about Vastu Shastra. I hope I I did you guys justice and I, I covered Vastu in a way that you can understand and 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 really learn. So yeah, I think thank you. Thank you for listening. And and if you like this episode, please give it a heart, a thumbs up, and click the follow button so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. Again, follow me on Instagram at from the honeycomb podcast. I share lots of videos there about architecture, Vastu Shastra my daily life, kind of everything. Um, if you want to follow me on there, but thank you again all so much for listening and see you next Friday. Mm-hmm.